Cryptology Files. crazy spooky things going on at my house where our studio is and I can't explain it other than I brought a ghost home with me and I'd known it for the last year and a half but we were downstairs eating pizza and my phone out of the blue starts <laughs> playing my favorite murder the podcast of course and I was like oh is that because it starts off with the music and I was like oh is that your your ringtone and it's my favorite murder and it, I don't have, my ringtone is the Death March, Darth Vader's March. Imperial thing. March, yes, yeah. Imperial March. So, and I said, Anna, stop it. And then next thing we know, Alexa is talking out of the blue. Without being summoned. Without being summoned at all. And, yeah. So, and then, this is the second time we're recording this podcast. Right. Plays well, the Mike. first three minutes of it. Yeah. But Clayton's mic stopped working. So, Anna, go to sleep. Anna has a, a lot of interest in technology. She does. And for those who don't know, Anna is a spirit, I believe, I brought home with me from Culbertson Mansion. She believes. She asked her to come here. Well, when I actually went back and watched the episode a year later after dealing with her, um, I pretty much invited her home with me. So, check out that episode if you have it. She's a doll. She's super sweet. She's feeling a little mischievous today. She is. Maybe she's upset. That we weren't talking about her. That we're not because she's usually so involved in what we do. Oh. I wonder if we'll ever get like an EVP while we're recording. Ooh, whoa. Can you imagine? No, that'd be really cool. If like someone emailed us and was like, did you hear what happened at 28 minutes and 4 seconds? And we'd be like, no. No. Do tell. <laughs> Speaking of that though, Episode three, we've only done two episodes, and whoa, the feedback. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Me People too. People are telling their friends to like listen to us and our silly stories. It's odd, and and slightly like, you know, satisfying. Yeah, I'm, we're kind of a big deal, people. No, not really. <laughs> Just in my own Trying mind. Trying to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and we love the feedback. Remember, you can contact us on Twitter and the Instasnap. At Oddity Files. We're on Facebook slash Oddity Files. Our website is oddityfiles.com or you can email us directly at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear what you think of the show. Yeah. Please be kind. All of the above. Because I have a very delicate ego. <laughs> And I may cry, and then if you have Clayton, something bad to say, just send it to me, and yeah. I'll uh, and he'll tell you off. I'll, I'll censor it before I talk to you. Because he's had so much of my mascara on his shoulder already. Oh, <laughs> uh, but this is fun, and is and I'm fun. glad people are enjoying it. So yay, go, oddity files. So we the usually podcast. We usually ask Siri to pick who goes first, but of the. Now, what, like five or six things we've asked her to flip a coin? It's always tails. I, I keep wanting to call her an ass man, but she's a she. My Siri is a, a male with an Australian accent. Oh. Sounds nothing like Chris Hemsworth. Um, so but I yeah. think we should just start going back and forth. Because okay. so far, I went first and you went first. So what, what if we forget? We'll, 
phone a friend. That's what James can do. Okay, perfect. We'll just put him on speaker and he'll right. be like, well, I know what's... He'll go, what does he always say? It's not listen, it's shit. I'll think of it in about 20 minutes. <laughs> no, but so for those of you that listen to My Favorite Murder, um, we are fans. Huge. And so... Fans, I'm so um, buying VIP for their podcast. And day. so when we went to start this... Um, James was actually busy when we were recording our first episode. And he was like, where are you going? Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, uh, Kitsy and I are actually, you know, kicking off the, the podcast. We're, we're recording our first episode. And he was like, oh, but I wanted to be Steven. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so perfect. And for those who don't listen to My right. Favorite Murder, first and foremost, you should because these girls are my heroes. And secondly, Steven is their producer. Right. And he'll chime in, you know, every now and then. When and they, they yell at him all the time. Lost their place when, you know, they need a little more info or when they're just getting off track. And, and Pulling he's up like, pictures of yeah. things. Everything we do for ourselves right. right now, pretty much. Because we're not that big a deal yet. Oddity Files. The podcast. Um, <laughs> But I've I've got a great story, yeah. and I can't wait to hear yours. I'm well, sure it's going to be amazing. So since it is my turn, apparently, to go first this week, um, I'm doing something that everyone, I feel like, has heard of, okay. but you might not know really what it is, or even how much is known about it. I'm intrigued. I it's look like those, that emoji with its hand on its chin. It's one of those things that, like, when people bring it up, I'll, like, smile and nod my head because, like, I kind of know what it is, but I really don't. Okay. Chupacabra. <gasps> I don't know that much about Chupacabra, right, but, but it is so fun to say. And everyone has heard of Chupacabra. So, like, you know that it's some sort of cryptid creature. It's a, I, I, here's what I picture when I think Chupacabra. Okay. It's like a, a, a raccoon with no fur. And fangs, like, you know the saber-toothed tigers? Like yeah. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're not far off. Oh, really? Okay. So, the Chupacabra is actually a recent addition to the mysterious monster gang. Cryptozoology, if you will. Um, coming several decades after Bigfoot, um, Nessie, you know, after they were all out and about. Okay. But what's crazy that I also didn't know is that the Chupacabra mystery has been solved. Already? Yes. Wait, what? Yeah, crazy. So, Bigfoot, the, you know, mysterious beast roaming North America wilderness, is named what he leaves behind. You know, big footprints. Right. And smell, so, apparently. Bigfoot's Hispanic cousin, you could say, the Chupacabra, <laughs> is also named for what it leaves behind. Dead animals. Um... Goats, That's what chupacabra means, is dead animals? In a way. Okay. Goats are said to be its favorite prey. Chupacabra directly translates to goat sucker. Oh, that's... That's naughty. <laughs> um, it's also been blamed for attacks on cats, rabbits, dogs, chickens, other animals. Um, there's no known photographs of the beast or even credible footprints. Instead, the chupacabra is mostly um, known through a few dozen eyewitnesses, sightings, and then several dead animals that they say, oh, it was the chupacabra. But why wasn't it aliens? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Who <laughs> um, so the chupacabra is probably the world's best known vampire behind Dracula because that's really all that's 
that I knew about it was that it's this blood sucking. Oh, see, I didn't creature. know that. It yeah. was just drained the animals of the their blood. Okay. Allegedly. So that's Allegedly. really all I knew about it. I didn't even know that it was Hispanic. I think Texas just be- So yeah. Yeah. They're in I Texas. Um so descriptions of the chupacabra, which is like you said, it's fun to say, but like sometimes I feel like I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly. <laughs> I'm waiting for that yeah. moment. <laughs> um, but most of them suggest that it stands four to five feet tall, has powerful legs that allow it to leap huge distances. Wait, four to five feet tall? Yeah, oh, I... just wait, just oh. wait. Um, long claws, terrifying, glowing eyes, um, distinctive spikes down its back. Sounds a lot like Loveland Frogman. I was just... I knew that's where you were going to go. That's actually not where I was going to go. Oh, sorry. Is it four to five feet on its hind legs or like legs to its back? It says four to five feet tall. So. I would guess on its hind legs. Probably. Yeah. So it's about a foot taller than the the frog man. Yeah. So while some believe. With the glowing eyes, maybe they're distant cousins. Except this one has glowing red eyes. Oh. Because it's vampire-ish. Oh. So while a lot. Of people believe that the chupacabra sightings date back to the 1970s. It actually first appeared in 1995 in Puerto Rico. Um, what? Yep, and there are no records of anything reported, even with or without the name chupacabra, before that time. So 1990- the 90s. The ni- 1995 Puerto Rico very first time. Homegirl that I'll get to later <laughs> brings. Up. Oh, I thought you were calling me homegirl. I'm like. Wait, what just happened? No. Homegirl. <laughs> I'll get to her. She's a treat. So the Chupacabra was crazy for about five years, um, reported through Puerto Rico, Mexico, Chile, Nicaragua, Argentina, Florida, Texas, all the Spanish-speaking areas. You know. Okay, yeah. And then after about year 2000, a strange thing happened. Um, the, spi- the sightings of the spiky-backed weird vampire chupacabra faded away okay. instead the um it took a very different form um a canine resembling a hairless dog or or coyote mostly found in texas in the american southwest okay um and this was really important because unlike bigfoot and the loch ness monster researchers had actual carcasses to examine um, because they had actual dead chupacabras Wait, what? Yeah, they had this, it, what they said looked like almost a hairless, like, leathery-skinned, like, tooth-out dog or coyote with, like, longer claws. They had them. Okay, but no spikes on its back. No spikes, not not the, you know, no, not the okay. alien characteristics. Right, right, right. But, right. you know, if... If you were seeing something from a distance and it was all really quick and you don't who's really to know say what you don't you're right. Yeah. Um, especially when you've heard all these reports, you could be like, Yes, that's what I saw. It, of course. Your brain is gonna fill in the gaps. Absolutely. So these dead chupacabras were subjected to DNA test, and in every single instance the body was identified as a dog, coyote, raccoon, or other common mammal that was stricken with a, a parasitic um, infection that caused the animal to lose its fur um, and often eat away its skin, giving it this gaunt, monstrous appearance. Uh, but I get that, and that's very cool. 
poor for the animal, but sure. I, exactly. <laughs> These poor animals. I'm a terrible human being. But did were they actually sucking the blood out of these animals? Well. Okay. Sorry. So, Getting ahead of you. No, you're fine. So, although that they were identified, the question remained, what happened to the original one? Uh, why did it suddenly appear in 95 and vanish after a few short, a few short years? Um, so, there was a book tracking the chupacabra, the vampire beast in fact, fiction, folklore. And it turned out that, you, that the chupacabra could be traced back to this one single original eyewitness. A Puerto Rican woman named Madeline Tolentino. This is homegirl. This is homegirl. Okay. Madeline Tolentino, whose sighting became the basis for all other accounts of the creature. Um, she offered a detailed description of the chupacabra. Um, bipedal, dark eyes, long limbs, spike along its backs, um, that did not match any mammal or known animal. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. What's crazy, though. Okay. As if this wasn't crazy enough. That, but it like kind of makes her insane. Her description of the chupacabra was almost identical to this alien monster from the science fiction horror film Species. Have you oh. have you heard of it? I I've, have a picture here. I've heard of it. So the picture that I'm showing, we'll post this too. The picture I have on top is, so you know, like when they have people describe criminals to an artist and they sketch them. Right. Right. They did this. Okay. So she described this thing, the chupacabra, to an artist. They okay. sketch it. On top is that, and on bottom is the creature from this movie that came out just prior to her okay. report. What? Right. No, it's legit. She, It's got alien eyes and... I know. Porcupine things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think she might have been... Are drugs legal down there? I don't... Acid, maybe? But it goes back to the whole, if she got a glimpse of something, had Your recently brain would seen fill in this, the gaps. like, who, who's to say? But so, like, the, similar, the but similarities... But what could you see that your brain would fill in the gaps you know, to that? I don't know. So the, the similarities were obviously way too great to be a coincidence. Right. Um, and had not only she seen the film, but stated in many interviews that... The movie monster looked like the chupacabra with spines on its back and all. The resemblance to the chupacabra was really impressive, she says, about the Mm. movie creature. She was the first person to report seeing the chupacabra, and her report um, was very influential, appearing not only on the front page of local newspapers, but all over the internet. So then everybody's going to be like, oh yeah, I saw that too. Exactly. When really they were just seeing these mange, you know, stricken dogs and coyotes yeah. that had the leathery skin, had like the teeth hanging out, were attacking their um, you know, their livestock, this, that, and another. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why all of them were like, oh my gosh, it's what I saw this Madeline Tolentino was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um so you know, soon once another person's um there were several other eyewitnesses, they're repeating it. They're exaggerating it in their own description, but... Playing Chinese telephone. Literally what I put at the end of oh, this really? like classic game of telephone. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's clear that what she described came from a movie, was then embellished to this urban legend, Chupacabra. And like what we had talked about with the the Loveland Frogman, it's like, 
I, I feel like one person sees it, so everybody else has to see it as right. well. Whether they see it or not, I don't I don't understand that psyche, but right. I understand people are like that. Well, and there are photos of some of, like, the carcasses that they were examining. And you can tell they're dogs, but at the same time, their skin is, like, leathery looking, and their teeth are hanging out, and, like... The, they look See, that's what I think of when I think Chupacabra. I don't think of this alien-looking th- right. thing at all. Well, and that's kind of what they were saying is that, it, you know, when they finally sat down and researched it, it all led back to Madeline Tolentino's eyewitness account. Over-exaggeration for attention. I'm sorry, well, did I say that out loud? <laughs> but then once it gets all over newspapers and internet, right? and people are seeing... Something maybe with the same skin description, and the the like, fangs. Well, that, and that's the same thing Madeline saw. And they're oh, I'm sorry, they're in Mexico. They don't sound anything like that. <laughs> but like their goats are have giant bite marks on them, mm-hmm. and I mean, so were animals actually drained of blood? No. Okay. No. That's what I was stuck on. No. Because that would be some kind of vampire creature. Right. They had bite marks. And they bled out, maybe. Maybe. Allegedly, we we weren't there. Right. So. That's like I said. I interesting. Don't, right, because I'd always heard of the chupacabra, just with everything cryptid. Yeah. Um, but I never really knew what it was. Nor did I know that it was no longer a mystery. Neither did I. I th- I, I really thought they were like little bitty too, kind of like the jackalope. Which, is that really a thing? The the rabbit with the antlers? Yeah. Or is that always just like a taxidermy thing? And you, that's a great story, though, Clayton. Yeah. Inter- I didn't know most of that. Right. Well, and to and be thing- honest, I don't know a lot about... Uh, I mean, I know why I referenced Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster, because those are the ones that I know about. But there right. are so many out there. There's so many. Like, I didn't know Frogman existed. No. Until it came... Like I said, I lived there for two years and yeah. never... And then he likes to play Pokemon Go. Apparently. Oh, gosh. I stuck with it. Was that episode one or episode... There's only two episodes that and I can't one. keep them straight. <laughs> oh. I love... I do love the cryptid stories, though. They're very good. I think they're fun. I think they're fun. Mine is not a cryptid story, we're going back to the ooh, the paranormal. And myself growing up outside the Chicagoland area, I decided to go with uh, the famous story of Resurrection Mary. And that I honestly didn't know. I hadn't even heard of her until I went to a Q&A Aaron Sagers did at one of the conventions we were working at. And I'm like... Oh, this is a really big deal. When you when you text me that you were doing this, I, it was so hard not to, like, look it up. Oh, I know. I know. I knew nothing about it. And I, I about swear to you, I genuinely did not. But I was like, Good. what is that? It's it's pretty interesting. It's, yeah. it's kind of like, it's a lot of legend and lore, sure. but aren't they all? Right. Okay, so he, the story goes a little something like this. A man from the south side of Chicago named Vince claimed he was at a club and spotted a gorgeous blonde in a white dress from across the room. 
Once he got up enough nerve to ask the girl to dance, he was pretty stoked she immediately accepted the invitation. And this is <clears throat> the story told by Vince that has become this... What it is. Of how this started, how these sightings... He's the Madeline Tolentino of the story. He is. So he's our homeboy. Homeboy. <laughs> um, the two danced the night away, and Vince, being very shy, was happy the music was loud and there wasn't much conversation between the two. Until the first slow song came on, the two stayed on the dance floor and he learned her name was Mary. And she lived in the Brighton Park area on the south side, not far from where he lived. He even commented on how cold her hands were, and he pulled a cheesy line like, cold hands mean warm heart. No wonder this guy was worried about holding down a conversation, because that is cheesy. Um, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure he was nervous dancing with a girl so far out of his league. But the two danced the night away until they were the last two in the club. Vince, being the gentleman that he was, offered Mary a ride home since it was on his way. And just a straight shot up Archer Avenue. Mary was happy to let Vince drive her home, and on the drive, she talked about her family and growing up in the area until, as the car pulled up near Resurrection Cemetery, Mary asked to be dropped off outside the locked gates. Vince was shocked, but was hoping to get a second date, so he didn't ask her any too many questions. As he opened the door for her, she kissed him on the cheek and whispered, I have to go now. Please don't follow me. I mean, shouldn't every woman yes, say that, you know, absolutely. meeting a guy at the bar? Because um, that's how you get murdered. Anyway, um, <laughs> completely love struck. He watched her walk up to the gates of the cemetery, place her hands on the locked gate, turn and smile at Vince, and then, dun, 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 completely disappear. Of course she did. Of course she did. Vince spent the rest of the night driving up and down Archer Avenue looking for Mary as he knew there had to be a logical explanation for what he had just witnessed. Exhausted and still not believing what his eyes had seen, he decided to head to Mary's house, if for no other reason to make sure she was okay. He was smitten. A middle-aged woman answered the door. She looked shocked when Vince asked, Is Mary home? And the mother says, Well, Mary doesn't live here anymore. She looked old enough and enough like Mary to be her mother. Mary died four years ago. No. Who are you? Wait, and you said you did not know the story. I didn't know the details of it. And I'd never heard of it until I went to that um, that Even growing Q &A. up in the area? No. Okay, continue. No. Um, so she asks who he is, and, he's, and he lies and says, Well, I knew Mary in high school. And because it was the only plausible story he could come up with. And she asked him, well, you didn't know. And then he said, I went on to college downstate after I graduated. And that much was true. Um, and I just moved back to Chicago. Looking past the woman who was still blocking the doorway, Vince spied a framed photo resting on the piano in the living room. It was the girl he danced with on the night before. What? Yeah. So the mother says, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. Mary went out dancing with her boyfriend, but she never made it back home. She was hit by a car oh. and died on the way to the hospital. It was a hit and run. Whoa. 
so sad. Um, Vince apologized, said he was sorry for her loss, and the mother accepted the condolences and says, well, if you'd like to visit Mary's grave, she's buried at Resurrection Cemetery, which is where she, I'm getting goosebumps, where she asked to be dropped off. Dun, dun, dun. When was this? Um, I think this was 60s. When the story went down. No, the, since the 30s. She's been haunting since the 30s. Oh, okay. But th- th- this isn't the only story right. of Mary. But that is the most d- dramatic and... That's crazy. Yeah. Has has there been, like, anything recent? Yeah, there oh, has. It's yeah, like it's, it's something that's been going on since the 30s. Maybe I should go... Go out. dancing. Yeah. Well, one of the stories is is that she walks up and down the street and will flag you down for a ride. Deal. <laughs> Are you down? I, I will drive that all in the car. Hours. Hours. Um, another account um, of the uh, Mary run in, which they're all the stories are all completely different. A couple was driving down Archer Avenue and saw a girl wearing the same white dress lying in the middle of the street. The man at the wheel swerved to avoid her, but she disappeared before the tires could make contact. The guy gets out of the car. There's a guy standing. So this happened in the 90s. Okay. In Chet Melody's lounge, which is right across the street from Resurrection Cemetery, was pulling out of his driveway when he saw the man running up the road, waving his hands, trying to get his attention. Explained to him what happened. He said, I need your phone. I hit a woman back there and I can't find her body. Um, so the owner says, well, was she a blonde in a white no. dress? He goes, how'd you know? He goes, that was Resurrection Mary. Don't worry. You didn't hit anyone. You saw a ghost. Is this bar still there? Is this it is. still there? It is. Oh, yeah. I'm almost to the end and it, and I, it kind no, of wraps sorry. up. sorry. My nice. mind's just like. No, you're good. It's a great story. Um, other accounts have her leaving the cemetery or just walking up and down Archer Avenue to this day, Chet Melody's Lounge, which is located right across the street from the cemetery, still leaves a Bloody Mary at the end of the bar for the girl named Mary who never got to have her last dance. Wow. Yeah. So there is one photo that somebody said that they captured her. We'll post it on the Instagram. I mean, you can totally see the face. It's almost like she's wearing a halo. Oh. Do you see it? Yeah, I do see that. I was thinking it was. At first, I just I thought, thought it was, it was like, like her snow. head was up here, and that's like her torso and her arms. You know, but no, I definitely see the face. Just down here in the lower left-hand corner. So check out our Instagram. It's at Oddity Files. We'll post that picture the day this goes up. But it's it's a it's a, again. I like the quaint little love stories. Well, and it's. Super relative because of how close it is to us. Yeah. Just a couple hours. Exactly. And I was born not far from there right. at all. Well, that's why I asked earlier. I was like, you didn't, you didn't know about this? Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Well, I grew up on the Indiana side of Chicago, and we had the Klein Avenue Ghost. We had Reader Roll Road, which I took we you to recently. And, um, yeah, but that one I'd never heard of. There's, like, the Lady of the Dunes. Have you heard of her? I'm not. Maybe I've you not. Tell us about her sometime. Yeah, I'll have to add one, that one to my list. But 
some good stories. That is. You know what that reminds me of? Um, so when I was in high school, like I was already into the whole paranormal thing, and there's this cemetery in Scottsburg, Indiana. Okay. They're like, you're not supposed to go to. <laughs> but it's not like too strict because people are always there. Right. So a friend and I, we went up there to do our own like amateur paranormal investigation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we get there and this shows how amateur we were. We got there and realized that we did not have any flashlights. We had like our cameras. It was Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you don't go there during the day because then you'll get caught. Okay, gotcha. So we had cameras, this, that, another. So Kids don't trespass. I parked my car, and it's this really tiny cemetery, like, back in the woods. Yeah. Um, almost like step. Okay. Um, but you can drive, like, basically all the way up to it. And then there's this big gate blocking you from driving into it. So I just parked my car so that the headlights were, like, shining in so that we could see. Around. Right, right. You needed some kind of light. So, like, we walk around. Um, take some pictures, nothing crazy, like, of course, orbs, because you're outside. And, and it's orbs. dusty. And all of a sudden, my car starts, like, revving a little bit. I'm not kidding. You've not told me this story before. It was me and Annie, my friend who now lives in Denver. Oh, I think you did, but I forgot it because I'm old. Um, <laughs> so the car starts, like, revving. And so my first instinct is someone's trying to steal, steal your my car. car. But yeah. I drove a stick, and I'm like, they can't drive it. Nobody can drive a stick anymore. Yeah. And so we like run back and obviously there's nobody in my car. Like Mm. whatever. So we get in the car, we go, um, we drive back to Seymour at the time. There's a McDonald's right off the exit. So we stopped at this exit just to, you know, recap and talk about what had happened. Right. And we get out of the car and Annie's like, Clayton, come here. I was like, what? And we walk around and on the side of my car, there were like fingerprint smudges all down no. the side of the car. I swear to you. I swear to you. It looked like someone had like, with their fingers all over. Explain what you're doing with your hands. Like smudging. Like if you were just to like. Like drag your finger along it. But just like a little like, you know, just like a little smudge. And let me tell you, Clayton's a little anal about how clean his cars are. All over the side of the car. Crazy, right? Yeah. And you, you're still a skeptic. Right. After all these years. Yeah. I didn't see anything do it. Do you think it was like little children all along the bottom of your car? I hope it was not children. <laughs> You're more scared of children than you are spirit. Well, that's, I don't have any crazy stories like that from when I was a kid. I'm kind of jealous. I know. I would like to go back there sometime. I mean, yeah. you know, well, maybe during the day. My great grandpa's buried here. But see, here's the deal. I, I, that's why I don't like it to do investigations outside. There's so many people variables. factors. There, I am more terrified of people than I am ghosts. Or a coyote jumping out of the woods. Oh, I'm thinking masked serial killer. That That's too. what I'm more scared of. Coyotes, I think, you know, you just yell at them and they'll hopefully, hopefully go away. Hopefully, maybe it's a chupacabra. <laughs> See, that I would enjoy. <laughs> Okay, kids, you've been listening to Oddity Files, the The podcast. podcast. (laughs) And that is Clayton Abbott. And that's Kitsy Duncan. And you need to follow us on all the social sites, such as the Instasnap and the Twitter, at Oddity Files. Follow our Facebook page, Oddity Files, or OddityFiles.com. But most importantly, you need to head over to Amazon 
you need to type in oddity files in the search and you need to add oddity files to your watch list. Until next time, kids. Toodles.